you that the wildest and most vicious of all animals are in Vegas is the tiny shrew. A shrew? Come on. Feeds only by the dark of the moon. Yeah, just go with us on this, okay? He must eat his own body weight every few hours. Plus a delicious shake. And the shrew devours everything. Bones, flesh, marrow, everything. Yeah, he can really tuck away the groceries. First in Alaska, and then invading steadily southward. There were reports of a new species. A fun the species. Killer shrew. So there! Uh-huh. Duh. Killer. Killer shrew. Starring Joan Collins and Jackie Collins. No shrews were hurt during the making of this picture. Well, a few. Hey, Ray Kellogg, he directed the giant. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is best of MST3K. And if you don't know what MS3, uh, MST3K stands for, just fucking stop the episode now. <laughs> you don't even need to listen any further. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Well, tonight we have with us Christy Woke. Hi. Crazy Joe. Hello. Barry Ingram. Evening, everybody. And Jason Thompson. Hey, a chainsaw. So we have 32 things, all Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, related. We have uh, episodes, characters, dialogue, concepts, uh, and of course, the shitty, shitty movies. All of them chosen by our panelists. We set them up in tournament brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against the other and put it to a vote. Winner moves on to the next round where it all starts over again until something is crowned. Best Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode, or not, not episode, best of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, you get to decide uh, how you choose the winner of each match. Uh, really just what says uh, MST3K to you. Whatever rationale you want, as long as it works for you, that's what we call geek logic. It's the heart of every geek fight. And with that, we'll start the fighting with the person who came up with the idea. That would be Christy. Christy, this fight is yours. It's Watch Out for Snakes versus Marooned, also known as the Space Travelers. Okay. While Marooned, a.k.a. the Space Travelers, I enjoy especially seeing like Gregory Peck and Gene Hackman be in a very horrible movie. What's great about Watch Out for Snakes is that it's repeated in several episodes, and Ega is a way better episode of MST3K than the Maroon, the Space Travelers. So I'm definitely going with Watch Out for Snakes! I'll vote for Watch Out for Snakes. Yes, I too will be voting for Watch Out for Snakes because it was the greatest moment ever watching that show when I heard it in another episode and went, wait, what? Wait, no, wait, what? No, they didn't just, they do that? And then I went back and watched other episodes and found other things that they say throughout them. So I too will be wa- voting for Watch Out for Snakes. Barry? 
I think when you're going to make a movie and you are of the of the type that you don't give a, a crap about the movie, so you just let things like the, the director or whoever's saying, watch out for snakes, get into it. And the fact that these guys point that out, not just in, in that particular movie, but in other ones, like in the one that they did, Attack of the, the Eye Creatures, where they would do things like wear just the suit of the the head of the eye creature and the rest of it was like blue jeans and a turtleneck. I think that that is just really one of the main things about, about MST3K is, is holding directors that don't give a crap and pointing out their, their flaws. Uh, Space Travelers is a good one, and all of these contests are going to be really hard. I really, really like uh, Crow's Gregory Peck in Space Travelers, but for uh, for those, those reasons, I'm going to vote for Watch Out for Snakes. Another vote for Watch Out for Snakes. Crazy Joe! All right, well, as I told you as we were preparing for this, uh, I'm not a hardcore MST3K fan. I'm a casual fan. I watched it, you know, uh, when it was on occasionally, but I didn't watch it every week. So I don't know a lot of this stuff. I don't remember a lot of stuff, and I don't remember Watch Out for Snakes. However, I'm the person, I think, who put Space Travelers Marooned on the list, and you're selling me on Watch Out for Snakes because it sounds pretty funny. So I don't remember it, but that's going to get my vote. Another vote for Watch Out for Snakes, and Jason, is it a clean sweep? Uh... Yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep. How can how can I vote against one of the greatest uh, pieces of ADR in the history of modern modern cinema? So, watch out for snakes. And watch out for snakes is moving on. Next fight is mine. It is overdrawn at the memory bank versus parts. The, the what is clonus horror? <laughs> um. I will very quickly go with overdrawn at the memory bank, Barry. Uh, this is two of the really of the, of the really good movies that they did, and um, I put parts of the Clonus Horror on there because mainly that they did a remake of it called The Island, which was a really serious big budget movie. And I saw the ads for it, and I said, "That's parts of the Clonus Horror. They stole that idea," and that's why I'm going to vote for parts. Uh, vote for parts. Uh, normal, well-adjusted, Joe. Wow, I uh, I don't remember either of these. Um, wow, this this is a tough one. I I don't remember either. Uh, <laughs> what sounds funnier? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna uh, go with. Uh, hang on one second. Uh, I'm going with Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. And I have no idea why. A vote for Overdrawn <laughs> at the Memory Bank. Jason. Uh, what this came down to me uh, for was uh, essentially Raul Julia in Overdrawn at the Memory Bank versus Mike's Mustache. And Mike's Mustache is far superior to Raul Julia. Uh, vote for parts. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Christy. Which one takes the win? All right. Well, parts is entertaining, and it's kind of like like the augments from Star Trek meets the Margaret Atwood book. But 
Overdone at the Memory Bank is amazing. It has amazing music. It has amazing skits. The, the episode itself has Pearl doing um, like a NPR type PBS drive for money. And it's amazing. I'm going for Overdrawn at Memory Bank. Uh, vote for Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. And Overdrawn at the Memory Bank is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. It is Torgal versus Pearl Foster. Forrester. Was, uh, that, was that a vote for Forrester? Or just <laughs> correcting me? Just correcting you. Just okay. Clayton Forrester's mama. Um, Torgo is, is a great character, but I, he's part of Manos, which I think is already on the bracket. And I'm going to vote for Pearl, I think, because she was a wonderful substitute when Dr. Forrester finally left the show and she was the main mad scientist type torturing, uh, torturing Mike and the robots. And I think Pearl is a wonderful character and I wholeheartedly cast my vote for her. Uh, vote for Pearl. Uh, crazy Joe. Well, they, you know, they're both great, but I think I, I gotta vote for Torgo because that's Torgo is one of the most memorable you know, character, even though he wasn't a regular character in the show, people always remember Torgo. That's, I gotta go with Torgo. Uh, a vote for Torgo. Jason? Uh, I like Torgo a lot, but when I was watching Mystery Science Theater a lot was uh, during the uh, Pearl uh, seasons. Uh, in fact, that was pretty much when I was introduced to the show, I didn't have cable until I was almost out of high school. So uh, I remember Pearl a lot more than Dr. Forrester. So Pearl. A vote for Pearl. Christy. Um, I also really like Pearl Forrester. Mary Jo Powell did an amazing job um, with all of her performances with Pearl. Most of my favorite MSC3K episodes have her in it. And they really started to do really great lighting when the, this whole new part of the show started. But I love a man with big knees, so I'm going with Torgo. <laughs> I'll vote for Torgo. Um, that was the first time I noticed Mike because that was a Mike. That was Mike, wasn't it? Mike was Torgo. Yeah. Mike was Torgo. Joel was still doing the show at that point. Uh, it's all tied up. It comes down to me. Do I put out Pearl? Right now, or wait until later rounds, or do I? Uh, but I love Torgo. I love his pizza delivery service. Torgo. Ah, oh, god damn it, god damn it, god damn it. And I put Torgo on the list. Uh, but Pearl Torgo is a one one horse pony, and he does pop up in hands hands of fate. So I'm gonna go with Pearl Forrester. So uh, a vote for Pearl. Pearl is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Joe, this one is yours. It is the love theme from MST3K versus Tom Servo. Well, that's, again, that's a tough one. That's, uh, I mean, that is a classic, classic song, and I'm very tempted to vote for it because I find myself singing it occasionally. Uh, but, you know, Tom Servo is not only one of the main cast. He's, you know, probably the most popular of the robots. I don't know if that's true, but he may be. I love him. I, I got to go with Tom Servo. Uh, vote for Tom Servo. Uh, Jason. Uh, 
man, this is a nightmare fight. Uh, the, the you know, the, it's one of the more recognizable theme songs versus uh, if he's not the most popular, I'm pretty sure Tom's probably the most recognizable character from the show, and he has a lot of great moments. But my favorite thing about Tom, I'm sure, was still on the list, so I feel safe in voting for the love theme from MST3K. Uh, vote for the love theme, Christy. Uh, well, I put the love theme on the list, and I love it. I love how it adapts to the different storylines throughout the years, and it gets stuck in your head really easily. Um, Tom Servo, voiced by Kevin Murphy, probably the longest cast member. He was there, like, second season to the end, which is longer than I think anybody else on the show. And while I really, really love the theme song, I'm going to have to go with Tom Servo. Uh, vote for Tom Servo. Uh, I think one of the reasons why Tom Servo is the uh, most popular is because he's also the easiest to build. You just need a gumball machine. <laughs> you need very little skill to make a Tom Servo. Uh, you need a lot of skill to go with make Crow. Crow was harder to build. Uh, but Tom Servo said some of the funnier shit, too. Uh, I had to stick a dump. I'm going to vote for the love theme and tie it up and throw it onto your shoulders, Barry. Which one takes the win? Well, thanks a bunch. Uh, two... Two big, big ones here. The love theme is just totally awesome. I think in the in the vein of Gilligan's Island, it does the best way of telling the story to people who just tuned in for the first time. And if I'm not mistaken, I think there are six versions of the love theme, and they're all awesome. And I was really, really hoping you'd vote for Tom Servo so I could give a vote for love theme and know that Tom Servo would go on there, uh, Damon. But... I've I've got to, I mean, Tom Servo is just, you know, to, to use that wonderful Geek Fights phrase, iconic part of Mystery Science Theater, that he's got to beat the love theme. As much as it pains me, I'm going to put Tom Servo forward. And Tom Servo takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It's Mitchell, or Mitchell, versus uh, the right people get it. Are, are you sure it's not M -M -M Mitchell? <laughs> uh, Mitchell, of course, is Joel's last episode. Uh, but it, that's, you know, other than that, it almost would be rather, uh, you know, normal run of the mill episode, except for the fact that Gypsy was just fantastic in this. And especially when she, you know, panics and she's moaning on we and all those things. Gypsy was really great in this episode, so I'm going to vote for Mitchell. Uh, vote for Mitchell. Christy? All right. The phrase, uh, the right people get it, I think is at the core of this show. Nobody who watches MST3K watches it if they don't get it. So their core audience is the right people. And it's the only place where you can hear, like, an Eric Romero reference with a Buffy St. Marie skit and hear fart jokes all at the same time. Um, Mitchell, while it, it's one of the better films that I think they 
mess with. I really hate that it was gypsy heavy. I hated it. I hate gypsy. I wish she wasn't in any episode. I think she's really annoying. While she did save Joel, and you know, this it's a it's a an important episode in MST3K marks like the half point. I'm gonna vote for the right people get it. Uh, vote for the right people get it. Uh, it's a great line. The right people get it. Like, how can you go wrong? Although I do, I do truly enjoy all the times they shout Mitchell in Mitchell. Uh, I, I am going to be voting for the right people get it. Barry? I like Mitchell, uh, mostly for the backstory, uh, apparently because Jodon Baker really was pissed at that and publicly said that he wanted to beat their asses for the, the, the torture, the, 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 the awful uh, ripping that they gave him, which was well-deserved. But again, I think, I think the right people get it is one of the, the, the mainstays behind Mystery Science Theater. They, they made their movie and did their riffs, not, not for everybody, just for, for themselves and the people that, that really felt like themselves. And I think, I think I like the idea that's sort of an exclusive club. So I'm going to vote for the right people get it. Another vote for the right people get it. And Joe. Well, I'm also going to vote for the right people get it. Uh, my main reason is Mitchell, you know, maybe an entertaining episode and all. But really, it was the episode that got rid of Joel. And I got nothing against Mike. He's fine. But didn't we all miss Joel? Yeah. Right people get it. Uh, vote for the right people get it. And the right people get it is moving on. On to our next fight. Christy, this one is yours. It is fan mail versus Dr. Forrester. Okay. When I first started watching MST3K, I used to spend the weekends at my great-grandmother's house, and I was probably like 10, and I thought it was like the funniest show ever, even though I didn't get any of it. I knew it was supposed to be funny. I don't know. But the episodes I grew up with were all the ones with Dr. Clay Forrester. Um, I really, really love him. Fan mail is something that was heavy on the Joel side of MST3K, and I always really loved that because, again, when I was a kid, they show, like, really shitty drawings that supposedly kids sent in. I don't know. The handwriting also looked like they only took kids' letters. But one of my favorite fan letters is at the end. Uh, I don't remember the episode, but... Um, Joel makes Crow into a guitar, and Tom Servo is an amp, and he kind of has this, like, vocoder thing stuck into Tom. He's singing this guy's fan letter, talking about how he watches two on Saturday, and Tom Servo really needs a woman. It's amazing. I'm going to go with Dr. Forrester. Oh, vote for Dr. Forrester. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you sold me on fan mail, though. Uh, <laughs> no, Really good, but Dr. Forrester is uh, a vote essential. For, a vote for Dr. Forrester. Dr. Forrester is essential. Uh, he's a great part of the show. But like I said, you just sold me on fan mail. I'm going to vote for fan <laughs> mail. Barry? Uh, Dr. Forrester, because I always wanted a pair of lime green glasses. Uh, another vote for Dr. Forrester. Uh, Joe? I'm also going to vote Dr. Forrester. Uh, fan mail was great, but and Pearl was great, but but Doctor Forrester, the show I think was at its peak when he was uh, when he was the villain, and uh, he's just so deliciously evil and cartoonish. How could you not love him? A uh, vote for Doctor Forrester, Jason. 
Uh, you know, uh, it's funny that you uh, sold uh, you sold Damon on fan mail. I I also associate fan mail uh, with the Joel era, and uh, that's well, that's not really a good thing for me. I, I prefer Mike. Uh, I, I Joel always kind of felt like he was. Uh, he, you know, he always came off a little flat to me. And uh, Doctor Forrester is fantastic. Uh, he's one. Uh, you know, he's one of my favorite comedic villains. He's right up there with uh, Eric Metcalf from uh, Animal House. And and uh, so I'm going to vote for Doctor Forrester. And Doctor Forrester takes the win. We are on to our next fight. It is Tom Servo's underwear. Sorry, Tom Servo's underwear collection, not his underwear, versus Laser Blast. Um, ah, I'm gonna go with the underwear collection. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. Underwear collection. Uh, Barry. Um, uh, the underwear collection is tempting because it, I believe one of his pieces was a banana hammock, and I just like saying the phrase banana hammock. <laughs> But um, Laser Blast, I think, is, is really one of my favorites because not only does it have a reference to Captain Janeway in it, but it also had that really cool uh, bit where they reenacted the end of 2001. So I'm going to vote for Laser Blast. Vote for Laser Blast, Joe. Well, okay, first of all, you're going to make a Captain Janeway reference. That, that automatically, you're not going to get my vote. But uh, <laughs> underwear. Man, it's an underwear collection. I remember when I saw that. I saw the movie in the theater. When, when we saw that underwear collection, just I collect underwear. Man, what a great moment. I got weird collections, and I get that. I don't collect underwear, but I get it. So, yeah, that's my vote. I'll vote for the underwear collection. Jason. Uh, oh, God. These are, these are both... Uh, these are a lot of fun. Uh, Laser Blast was a fantastic send-off for Dr. Forrester. Uh, but Tom Servo's underwear collection, and, and well, you know that that also that scene also has my one of my favorite lines that Crow has in the movie where he says, "Hey, look at Chainsaw," and uh, <laughs> just the look of, uh, of terror on Mike's face when he <laughs> picks it up, uh, and that they find uh, he, that Tom was making coffee with a, a in roster. Uh, so I'm also going to vote for. Uh, Tom Servo's underwear collection. Another vote for the underwear collection and Christy. Oh, man. Well, I'm voting for Laser Blast, but I'm going to tell you why. Um, the scene where he blows up the Star Wars sign, like they really thought that Laser Blast was going to be like this big hit where it's just like this, this lazy stoner who sleeps with his girlfriend and has this magical laser arm, and then he blasts a science of Star Wars. <sighs> laser blast. A vote for laser blast, but Tom's underwear collection is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It's the first unknown fight of the evening. Barry, this one is yours. It's unknown to you and me. Uh, it is Crow T. Robot versus Mike's pick. My choice is the abbreviation MST3K. And earlier this evening, it was going to be the movie. Um, 
But right before the show, I was thinking about it, and I continually referred to it in my head and in writing as MST3K. Because even though Mystery Science Theater 3000 is kind of cool and it's kind of funny, it's also very, very long. And uh, if you had to keep saying that over and over again, I don't think people would be talking about it as much because they'd get tired of saying it. So it's a great abbreviation. Everybody knows what it means. And it sounds like a droid. So MST3K, the actual phrase versus Crote. I, I like the I like that entry, the MST3K, because again, that's sort of another secret handshake for folks who are fans. If you mentioned MST3K, only fans of the show are going to get it, and I really like that. But but Crow again is such a such a wonderful wonderful character. His 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 Gregory Peck, his Bella Lugosi imitations just just have me on the floor laughing sometimes. Um, I like it when he tries to sing too, but he can't, because he can't sing. But ah, oh shoot, I, I, I I'm going to vote for Crow. A uh, vote for Crow. Uh, Joe? I gotta go with Crow. I mean, uh, you know, it's a good abbreviation. We, I like it. It was up against something else, but it's one of our main characters. It's a character we all love. Gotta go with Crow. Another vote for Crow. Jason? Uh, you, know, you mentioned uh, Crow's Gregory Peck, but I've always liked his George Takai a lot, uh, so I'm gonna also <laughs> vote for Crow. Another vote for Crow. Christy? Yeah, I was going to vote for MST3K until I heard everybody else talk about how they love Crow and they can't let him go. So I, I think I'm going to vote for Crow, too. Another vote for Crow. Uh, sorry, Mike. I will I will be making a clean sweep. I, I do like your idea. I do like the fact that it is a, a, a secret thing. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you don't know what MST3K is, you can just turn the episode off because this is not for you at all. Uh, but Crow T Robot is my favorite of the two robots, or sorry, of the three, four. There's three robots when you add in Gypsy, but I Cambot, Cambot. I forgot about Cambot. Four robots, but uh, Crow is easily the craziest of all the robots, and I loved how fucking crazy he was. Servo was always a little dry. Crow was willing to hurt people and things to to have fun, and I like that about him. So I'm gonna vote for. Crow T Robot and Crow is moving on on to our next fight. Joe, this one is yours. It is Rift Tracks, which is what Mike has done after MST3K versus the Shorts. Hmm, I'm gonna go with Rift Tracks. Uh, I've heard a few of them; they're pretty funny, and uh, I think we could all agree that it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing that they're still out there doing this in some form. Uh, vote for Rift Tracks, Jason. Uh, a couple of years back, uh, I was watching a preview for, I don't know, I think it was some ridiculous cookie cutter rom-com. And I found myself wondering, uh, you know, where was, uh, where was uh, Mystery Science Theater when we really needed it? And uh, that was when someone told me about Rift Tracks. So I'm going to vote for Rift Tracks because th this is needed. It's not just it's not just fun. It's it's needed sometimes. Uh, vote another vote for Rift Tracks, Christy. Um, a lot of people look forward to the shorts, 
Uh, and I'm not sure if this is referring to the collections put out on DVD or just shorts in general that they do in front of some of the movies. But I'm going to be voting for Rick Tracks also just because I know that it's continuing out there. Another vote for Rift Tracks. Um, I have seen almost all the Twilight movies because of Rift Tracks. <laughs> because I wanted to hear what they were going to say. And, and it and it feels right. And it's weird because some of them don't have everybody. You know, sometimes it's just Mike or, you know, sometimes it'll be, uh, well, it's always Mike. But sometimes it'll be just Mike and like uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is NPH. And it's a weird dynamic when you get other people that you've heard of on, but when it when it's the three of them doing horrible movies like Crystal Skull, oh, it's glorious. <laughs> so I'm going to be voting for Rift Tracks as well. And Barry, is it a clean sweep? Unfortunately, not. I'm. I don't want to let this go by without a little bit of love for Mr. B Natural and the guy from Posture Pals and the lip and tongue action and using your voice. So I'm going to give it a give the shorts a vote. I'll vote for the shorts, but Rift Tracks are moving on. We're on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is the Invention Exchange versus <clears throat> the Rus uh, Russo-Finnish films, Jack Frost, comma, The Magic Voyage of Sinbad, and then etc. Um, I'm just going to quickly vote for the, uh, the Invention Exchange. Uh, yeah, because I'm not real... I, I I'm not recalling any of the um, finished films right now. Uh, vote for the Invention Exchange, Christy. All right. Um, I love the Jack Frost episode, but Invention Exchange is something that I it's synonymous with MST3K. Even in the Mike episodes where there isn't Invention Exchange, I always expect it to be there in the beginning. Invention Exchange is one of my absolute favorite things about MST3K. So, Invention Exchange. Another vote for Invention Exchange. Um, hmm, God damn it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to vote ex Invention Exchange too because the, the inventions they came up with were completely useless and, <laughs> and they were totally stupid, but I loved them anyway. So I'm going to go Invention Exchange. Uh, Barry? Um, I, I was the one that put the uh, Russo finished films on there. I probably should have limited it to just one, but all of the ones on there were just so incredibly bizarre and 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 screwed up in their weirdness. It's like I, I watched watched the Mystery Science Theater version of them, and then I would watch it stoned. And to me, it was exactly the same. It didn't feel any different watching it stoned than it was sober. So. I just thought that was really weird and, and, and a good job for the people that made the uh, Russo finished films, whatever production company it was. So I'm going to vote for them for marijuana. Oh, vote for marijuana. <laughs> and Joe. I am going with Invention Exchange, uh, but I did just see recently the, the Jack Frost episode on the big screen at a local theater. And it is a great episode. But the Invention Exchange is always fun, and it was a staple of the Joel years. And that's that was that was my favorite point in the show. So I, I would, yeah, I'm going with Inventions. Uh, vote for Invention Exchange. And the Inventions are moving on. On to our next fight. Christy, this one is yours. It is Hands, Hands of Fate, or Manos, Hands of Fate, versus uh, Bert I. Gordon and Albert Glazer. 
Manos. That's it. Uh, vote for Manos, Hands of Fate. Uh, yes, uh, Torgo went out, but Torgo did not go out because he's still in Manos, Hands of Fate. My all-time favorite episode to make other people suffer through. <laughs> like, I, I think I showed it to Mike just to make him watch it. He's like, why did you show me that? I didn't. It's like a snuffer. It's not good. It's not good at all. But, but you watching it, you feel horrible. But then you watch it with other people who haven't seen it. And you go, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Jokes on them. So uh, I've got to vote for Mano Santa Fate. Barry? The the Burt Gordon and Albert Glasser, I think they were the ones that did all the giant bug episodes, which which were really entertaining. But you can't get any more Mystery Science Theater three thousand than Manos, so I'm going to vote for Manos. Uh, vote for Manos, Hands of Fate, Joe. I gotta echo the, his sentiment. Same thing. It, it's it's one of the classics. It, it may be the classic, one of the most memorable. For people who don't watch the show, even, you know, the, yeah, Manos all the way. Another, I'm unable to answer the phone. Oh, even another vote for Manos Hands of Fate. Uh, let's see. And Jason. Uh, I guess it's pity vote time, but uh, Burt L. Gordon and Albert Glasser are a combo that led to eight episodes of Mystery Science Theater. So... Using uh, classic geek logic, there are eight of them. Bert L. Gordon. Bert I uh, Glazer gets a vote, but Manos Hands of Fate is moving on, uh, <laughs> and we're on to our next fight. It is the Hexfield View Screen versus Mike, and it's not Mike. Mike, it's it's Mike from uh, MST3K, and uh, I actually preferred Mike to Joel. But not because there was anything wrong with Joel. Joel is very dry. And if you get dry humor, Joel is very, very funny. Uh, but sometimes I don't want it to be dry and witty. Sometimes I just want it to be dumb and stupid. And I, that's why I prefer Mike. So I'm going to go with Mike. Uh, Barry. I'm, I'm going to make this quick. I'm going to say Mike, too. I, I think Mike was always just a little, a little more amusing than Joel. Another vote for Mike. Uh, Joe. Uh, well, I prefer Joel to Mike, but I am voting for Mike in this category because, you know, I feel like anytime you put him up against one of our main characters, the main characters, they got to win. But unless if it's a character you really, really hate. But I don't really hate Mike. I just prefer Joel. So I vote Mike. Uh, another vote for Mike. Christy. All right. Um, so the Hexfield view screen is that hexagonal screen to the like left of the, of, of the camera, and I put it on here on the list because I really like seeing the guests that come by the satellite of love. But Mike is my favorite one of the guests, so by default, I'm voting for Mike. A uh, vote for Mike and Jason. Is it a clean sweep? Uh, yeah, it's a clean sweep. Uh, I I put Mike on the list. Like I said, I prefer uh, Mike to Joel, but but uh, you know, there's you're right. There isn't anything wrong with Joel, but uh, and a lot of people accuse uh, the Mike era of dumbing down a bit, or at least some people uh, accused it of that. 
but I, I never I never thought the show was dumbed down by any stretch of the imagination. I always liked Mike, and uh, so Mike, uh, vote for Mike, and Mike takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. It is Red Zone Cuba versus Professor Bobo. Now, uh, Professor Bobo, I think, is supposed to be a chimpanzee. And I think we have explored in geek fights how absolutely terrifying chimpanzees are. They can either rip your face off like Travis or be a detective like Detective Chimp or a mad scientist assistant like Professor Bobo. But I think I'm going to risk getting my face ripped off and vote for Red Zone Cuba because I watched that just the other day. And if that is not the worst movie that Mystery Science Theater has riffed, it is just absolutely horrible. And I always wondered why, why the Bay of Pigs was the insurgents lost. And if it was anything like that, if it's true in the movie, it's just, just a classic one that was meant for Mystery Science Theater. So I'm going to vote for Red Zone Cuba. A vote for Red Zone Cuba. Joe. This is a tough one for me. Uh, I gotta go with Red Zone Cuba, and here's the reason why. An old acquaintance of mine turned Red Zone Cuba into a stage musical. It wasn't very good because all he did was steal jokes from MST3K. He's not very creative. But it was still fun to watch, and that gets my vote. Another vote for Red Zone Cuba. Jason. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and vote for Red Zone Cuba. Even you know, though I put Bobo on the list. And I love, you know, I do love monkeys. A vote for Red Zone Cuba. Christy. Um, Red Zone Cuba is a really terrible movie. Um, but Professor Bobo isn't one of my favorite characters on the show. I really love Kevin Murphy, but he's going on as Tom, so I'm going to vote for Red Zone Cuba. Another vote for Red Zone Cuba. I will very quickly make it a clean sweep for Red Zone Cuba. Wow, we've got a, a, a nice, tight, tight episode going right now. Red Zone Cuba takes the win. On to our next fight. Joe, this one is yours. It's Let's Have a Patrick Swayze Christmas versus Puma Man. I'm going with Patrick Swayze Christmas. I was the one who put it on the list. It is on my uh, favorite Christmas mix CD that I listen to every Christmas. And uh, I've been known to, you know, break into it when the Christmas caroling starts. That's my pick. A vote for Patrick Swayze Christmas. Jason. Uh, I, li I like Patrick Swayze Christmas a lot. But uh, Puma Man had Donald Pleasance. And I'm not going to vote against Donald Pleasance. I mean, he's the only thing standing between us and Michael Myers. So, uh, Puma Man. A vote for Puma Man. Christy. I'm definitely voting for Let's Have a Patrick Swayze Christmas because I feel, well, not only is it a Joel episode, and I really love Joel, but the Patrick Swayze Christmas thing, like, that's, that's such an MST3K thing. They're just they're taking some part of pop culture and making it a stupid part of this themed episode. It's it's just something that's so core to the show. I feel so. Let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas. A uh, vote for a Patrick Swayze Christmas. Um, I have to vote for Puma Man. I did not put it on the list, 
But it's one of it's one of, it's funny because I don't remember MST3K, even though I watched it every Sunday religiously. I watched it all the time. I don't remember it at all. And not because of drug use or anything like that. It's just there's so much shit in my head, stuff gets pushed out. Uh, but Puma Man, I remember. And I don't know why, but I love the fucking name Puma Man. I remember him. <laughs> if I'm not, didn't he jump out of a tree? I remember him jumping out of a tree. Yeah, he jumped out of a tree. He yeah. got thrown out of a window by a uh, uh, South American looking uh, twin to the guy who played Jaws. See? And so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great stuff in that episode. Yeah. The few episodes I remember are actually on the list. And when I, when I get a little glimpse of them in my head it's like oh yeah i remember puma man so i've definitely got to vote for puma man it is all tied up it comes down to you there barry which one takes the win this is a a, a really gonna i'm afraid it's gonna get really hard from here on out because puma man is is a really funny uh awesome mystery science theater episode <clears throat> excuse me but i think for the reasons of of uh of patrick Swayze christmas being sort of representative of all the awesome songs on there, I think um, I've got to open up my heart and let the Patrick Swayze Christmas win. <laughs> and let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is Metaluna Mixer versus Joel himself. Oh, okay, the Metaluna Mixer was a nice little coda to the uh, to the movie. Uh, uh, especially after uh, all the uh, ridiculousness of this island Earth, which you know, I, I once watched the complete version, and it's not as terrible as they make it seem. But uh, you know, it's, again, it's up against a main character, and even if he's not one of my my favorites, uh, Joel is a main character, and Joel is a very important character. Uh, Joel might be one of the most important characters in MST3K. So Joel. A uh, vote for Joel. Christy. Uh, sorry, I really didn't like the movie. Um, and without Joel, there would be no MSTCK, so I'm voting for Joel. A uh, vote for Joel with the Jared Formby trademarked hating <laughs> logic, but it's the same logic I'm going to use. <laughs> Because without Joel, there is no show. He's the, the heart and soul of the original show. Uh, granted, Mike took it somewhere different, but Joel is the reason why I watched it as a, like a 15-year-old kid. Uh, so I'm going to vote for Joel. Uh, Barry? I, I believe, actually, that the technical term is the Form B Corollary. The Form B Corollary? Is that what we're going to start calling it? That is what that, uh, <laughs> that bit of geek logic is called. You know, I, I would love to continue to say that, but uh, I could not say the form B corollary. So, whatever. Anyway, I voted for Joel as well. Barry? Um, I guess I'll go ahead and give it a go. I will apply the form B corollary and vote for Joel. Another vote for Joel. Is it a clean sweep? It is a clean sweep, but but this one is tough for me because I used to work in a video store, and we used to play MST3K, the movie, all the time, and then we would annoy the hell out of my manager by begging him to throw a metal in a mixer in the store. <laughs> so it holds a special place in my heart, but now I go got to go with Joel when, when we pit those two together. A vote for Joel, and Joel takes the win in a clean sweep. We are on to our next fight. It's the last fight of the first round. That's right. We we can do a quick 
episode. We they're not all Doctor Who three hour extravaganzas. Sometimes they're just an hour and a half. Um, but Christy, this one is yours. It is Creep circulating the tapes versus Jared's secret pick, which is the satellite of love itself. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, I put Keep Circulating the Tapes on the list because it appears at the end of every episode and it's why these guys are so awesome and gals. Um, you know, copy the tapes, give them to your friends, keep the show going, keep telling everybody about it. It's, it's what helped grow the show from, you know, local access crap to, I guess it ended on Sci-Fi Channel, and then, you know, still going on with Risk Cracks and Cinematic Titanic and Film Crew and all that. But Satellite of Love is the Satellite of Love, and that was the other choice, right? That is correct. Yeah, that's what I'm voting for. A vote for the Satellite of Love. I normally vote for Jared's pick, but uh, the Satellite is, is cool. It needs to be there. It's it's the set, but um, or the setting, but yeah, you know, it, Christy's right. Why do you keep doing that? Ha- having a very good know. argument for one thing and voting for the other. Uh, <laughs> they 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 were a public access show in Minnesota, and we are now talking about them twenty years after they were doing that show in the the cold winters of Minnesota. Uh, so keep circulating the tapes was extremely important. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for keep circulating the tapes, Barry. I, I think that 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 is a good point of how a show goes from a very small audience to getting bigger and bigger by the the, the great fan base that they have, and I really like how how it grew, and I'm gonna vote for keep your keep circulating the tapes as a a a reason for. The show being what it is. Uh, vote for keep circulating the tapes. Crazy Joe. Well, you know, the, the, the guys in charge at Paramount Pictures used to try to keep the Star Trek cast in line by reminding them that the real star of the show was the Enterprise. And uh, I think by that logic, I got to go with the satellite of love because we all saw that, you know, Joel was not the real star of the show. He was replaceable. But without the satellite, they're all dead and floating through space. So that's my vote. A vote for the satellite, the dog bone of love. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Jason. Which one takes the win? Uh, See, I always assumed it was called the satellite of love because it looked like a penis. Uh, Keep circulating (laughs) tapes is a great punk rock concept for getting their show out there. Uh, But, you know, it's definitely... Well, if without Joel on the satellite of love, there's none of the rest of the list. So the other half of that combination is the satellite of love. So I got to vote for the uh, SOL. Uh, vote for the satellite of love. Thank you for, uh, for abbreviating that for me because I had <laughs> no idea how I was going to write that for a couple more times. But satellite of love takes the win and we'll be back right after this. Every journey has a last step. Every legend runs its course. Every saga has a climax. And every TV show gets canceled. Bang, bang, bang. 
his candidacy. <laughs> hey, who turned off the lights? Mystery Science Theater 3000, the final episode, Sunday, August 8th at 9 on Sci-Fi. party people it is time to get this party started with another fabulous episode of alan's geek fights mailbag that's right can you hear me in the back there and as all you thousands and millions and millions and thousands of alan's geek fights mailbag fans know that this is the the part of the show where i reach into the huge overflowing mailbag and pick out a a great letter or possibly even a voicemail that was sent in by one of the great Geek Fights listeners that was hoping to get their special message read live on air by Geek Fights. Most talented, most handsome guest panelist, Alan. But that is not going to happen this week because this week is an incredibly special occasion. Now, some of the Geek Fights fans out there may know that I am a rabid collector of 1970s Mego Star Trek toys. And there's one elusive piece I have been looking for forever. And just last week, Geek Fights' most handsome guest panelist hit Star Trek Gold on eBay and scored a mint condition 1976 Star Trek Command Communications console in original box and all original packaging from a very cool eBay seller named Wormhole Seller. So to celebrate this great find, I'm going to crank it up in complete and total victorious celebration here, live on air with all the fans from around the world of Alan's Geek Fights Mailbag. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm cranking it up here. Ooh, the lights are flashing. Looks really cool. Here's a button here. Standby alert. Kind of annoying. Well, here's red alert. Oh, you don't, you don't want that happening. Hmm, that's strange. I wonder what this button's for. Awaiting input. Hmm, kind of, uh, kind of advanced for a 1976 Mego Star Trek toy. But just for a joke, I'll type in a uh, password with the uh, Morse code key. I hope Jared dies of... AIDS. Security authorization accepted. Oh, oh man, Incoming what, is, transmission. what is going on here? This thing is freaking Priority out. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Starfleet, that can't be happening. What is going on? Transmit message. Greetings, humans. This is Professor Tapril from the Vulcan Science Academy. Some unusual transmissions have been coming through the wormhole regarding something called Alan's Geek Fights Mailbag. As chair of the Department of Earth Studies here at the Academy, I found these transmissions compelling and decided to have my computer analyze the sound of Alan's voice. Here are my findings. 
Alan's voice has been determined not to be sexually attractive to human females, or for that matter, to 99.9999901% of known sentient female life forms in the galaxy. However, I did find that Alan's voice would be considered attractive by two species, Vulcan Salats and Andorian Ice Boars. On a human entertainment rating, the Vulcan Science Academy has determined that Alan's Geek Fights mailbag shows only 0.047% efficiency in entertainment value. Hardly a high enough efficiency level to be considered Geek Fights' most talented guest panelist. To research Alan's level of male beauty, my colleagues here at the Vulcan Science Academy conducted a study utilizing the Vulcan online dating service PonFarCurious.com. Alan ranked a .04 on a scale of 1 to 7, even including website active members in the final stages of Bendai Syndrome. The Vulcan Science Academy has concluded that Alan does not meet either human or Vulcan standards and cannot be considered aesthetically pleasing. Furthermore, the Vulcan Science Academy has concluded that Alan's self-misperception may be due to cranial brain parasites and recommends scanning for SETI eel contamination. If I may be of any more assistance, please feel free to send me a subspace message. Although you humans do not find him to be of any consequence, I consider Alan a fascinating research subject, especially on the topic of what not to do. Courtney Cruz from Devil's Playground Burlesque, LA's number one jello wrestling and burlesque show, and you're listening to Geek Fights. Welcome back. We're doing what we do every week. Trademark Jarrett Formby Geek Cred. Uh, let's see. Who are we going to start with this week? Drum roll. Barry, what is your geek cred, sir? Um, I'm a huge Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan. Um, I, uh, I, uh, have quite a few of the, uh, of the, uh, tapes or not tapes, the, the discs on there. Um, and, uh, I sometimes sing the, uh, love themes to myself just for no reason at all. <laughs> uh, thank you there, Barry. Uh, Jason. Uh, well, I, I kind of, kind of, uh, mentioned it in passing in the first round, but uh, the literally the very first show on cable I ever saw was Mystery, Mystery Science Theater. Uh, and I was hooked. I, I, I went back and I've, I've watched what I can. I uh, got a hold of tapes. I, I, I have the movie on my, on my computer legally. I didn't download it illegally. Uh, I, I, I love the show quite a bit. So when Damon asked me, I, I jumped. How high? 
Uh, Christy. Not very high. I'm very white. <laughs> Christy, what is your geek cred? Um, well, I'm a political junkie and a book nerd, and I love Star Trek. I wouldn't say I am necessarily geeky about all those things. I just really am into them. MST3K, I'm a really big fan. I don't know everything there is to know about MST3K, but I don't think you have to. There's so much stuff that goes into it. But, um, yeah. Thank you very much. And Joe, crazy Joe, you have a little bit more geek cred than others sometimes. Uh, what's your geek cred, sir? Uh, sometimes? <laughs> I well, I don't know. I, I, as far as MST3K goes, I, you know, I'm I'm very upfront about the fact that I uh, I am not an encyclopedia of knowledge, but I've uh, I've you know watched it all along uh, here and there, just uh, just never with regularity. wasn't weekly viewing for me, uh, but I'm a, I'm a Star Trek nerd. I uh, I'm currently sitting underneath a uh, shelf of. Uh, Mr. T merchandise and uh, you know there's He-Man figures and you know the the singing uh, filet of fish McDonald's fish is hanging on my wall there, there's there's a lot of geeky stuff going on around me even as we speak Megapodzilla oh yes and I host a show called Megapodzilla which you can find at Megapodzilla.com and Megapodzilla.net and in the iTunes store See, that, that's what I was trying to hint at. Like, hey, <laughs> say Megapodzilla here. This is a, the first time you get to say it. Get to say it many more times. We've actually run Megapodzilla ads on here before. Well, I just ran your ad on the show that I put together uh, a few hours ago. So that means as of this recording, there's a brand spanking new episode of Megapodzilla you could download. Well, this is like two, three weeks in the future. So <laughs> there should be, uh, hopefully there'll be a couple more. <laughs> There was a brand new episode. There we three go. weeks ago. Yeah, we 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 always record way 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 in the future. This one's actually three weeks ahead of time because of C two E two. That's right. C two E two will be there soon, or we've been there. I don't remember. Anyway, oh wait, no, we'll be there uh, this weekend. That's exactly where we'll be. We'll be in Chicago this weekend. Uh, all of us being drunk and stupid. Anyway, let's this get weekend or this weekend three weeks from now. Uh. Yes. See? <laughs> I, I've learned to talk into the future. I'm a time traveler. I, I'm the traveler. I have my intergalactic space fan. Anyway, let's get back into the fighting. <laughs> uh, Damon, who's Damon? Oh, that's me. This fight is yours. It's watch out for snakes versus overdrawn at the memory bank. And as much as I love Raul Julia, uh, the fact that I, I wrote watch out for snakes and a message to Christy one time, and she got it. I was like, holy shit, somebody else gets watch out for snakes. It's one of those inside jokes that nobody ever, 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 ever gets. Even people who watch the show casually, or even, you know, a little bit more than casual, don't get watch out for snakes. Because it's only like four or five episodes. But, but uh, I've got to vote for watch out for snakes. Um, Barry. I think I'm going to vote for Watch Out for Snakes too because of the when that happened, it was like just they were like, did they say that? Did they really say that? And yes, they did, and and took took it and run with it, and and it is it is one of those neat things that 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 inside folks get. So 
Watch out for snakes. Another vote for watch out for snakes. Crazy Joe. Well, these are two of the things I don't remember, as I said in their original categories. So uh, now I don't remember them and they're up against each other. Uh, watch out for snakes sounds funny, though. And I'm going to YouTube it as soon as we're done. So uh, that that's going to get my vote. I'll vote for watch out for snakes. Jason. Uh, I am a big fan of inside jokes. And uh, watch out for snakes is an inside joke. So watch out for snakes. Another watch out for snakes vote. Christy, is it a clean sweep? No. No, it's not. I'm going to throw a little <laughs> love to Overdone at the Memory Bank. Like I said earlier, it's my favorite episode. Raul Julia, his name in the movie is Aram Fingal. And his love interest is Apollonia James. And Aram Fingal gets in trouble for scrolling up cinemas while he's at work and is Overdone on the Memory Bank is seriously like the best episode at MST3K. And if no one has seen it, this is the, would be the episode I'd give them to watch. So, unfortunately, it's going down, but it's getting my vote. A vote for Overdrawn Memory Bank. But watch out for snakes is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. And it's a difficult, easy fight. At least it is easy for me, difficult for others. It is Pro Forester versus Tom Servo. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those ones that it's difficult for because because Pearl is just such a wonderful wonderful villain in the in the intro whenever she's introduced there's there's this really quick scene where she uh, it's like the line is she threw a few things in her purse and Pearl with this wonderful messed up hairdo and just this awful grimace on her face like crushes a, a model of, of the earth of the globe and that is just such a such a funny scene that she does. And I think, like I said before, she's a wonderful uh, replacement as one of the mad scientists. I think Tom should probably go forward and I could probably be persuaded to switch my vote if it comes to that. But right now, I'm going to vote for Pearl. A vote for Pearl. Joe. Uh, they're, they're both great. They're both, you know, primary characters. Uh, I'm going with Tom Servo. I think he's the better character. He was there the whole run. And I prefer Dr. Forrester to Pearl. She's good, but I like the doctor better. I, yeah, Tom Servo. I'll vote for Tom Servo. Jason. Uh, I'm going to vote for Pearl because this is one of the few times I think in a robot versus human fight, physical fight, no weapons, no uh, magic or of any sort, that the person would beat the shit out of the robot. So I'm going to vote for Pearl this time. Uh, vote for Pearl. Uh, Christy. I really love a girl who's willing to make really ugly faces all the time because it looks amazing on camera, especially with wide angle lens they use. But I'm going to vote for Tom because he is my favorite robot. Uh, vote for Tom Servo. It is all tied up. It comes down to me. And uh, Tom Servo is not my favorite. It, it is definitely Crow. Crow T-Robot. I love the shit out of Crow. Uh, but uh, Pearl Forrester, I, I really, I, I don't know why I lost interest when Dr. Forrester left the show. I, I, I really did. It, it was one of those things where it was like, it just didn't feel right. It, and Pearl did do a good job. You know, I'm not going to say that she was horrible. It just, it didn't hit the parts that I needed 
MST3K to hit anymore. And I, I, I sort of fell off with the show. Uh, but I've never fallen off with Tom Servo. Uh, so I, I'm gonna. I, I still love Tom Servo to this day, even when I hear him on riff tracks, because I know he's not Tom Servo, but I still think of him as that. So we'll go Tom Servo, and Tom Servo takes the win, and we are on to our next fight. Joe, this one is yours. It's the right people get it versus Doctor Forrester. I'm going with Doctor Forrester uh, for the reasons I gave in the last category. Uh, he was my favorite villain, and uh, yeah, Doctor Forrester. Uh, vote for Dr. Forrester. Jason. Uh, Dr. Forrester. I'm... Were you still talking there or did you just stop? Uh, I, I'm not real sure. Is, am I cutting out really bad? Not really my bad. Headphones? I, th- th- just for a half a second there, you went I and then it just stopped. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Dr. Forrester and uh, well, I I forgot the reason. So Dr. Forrester. <laughs> I'll vote for Dr. Forrester. Christy? I don't think you need more reason than Dr. Forrester, the original villain, and he should be moving on. Another vote for Dr. Forrester. Um, I, you know, I'll throw a little love towards the uh, right people get it. I, I, I do like the inside, inside joke kind of aspect of it, even though it's not a joke. It is one of those, the right people get it. And I remember them saying it uh, it's several different times. So I, I will be voting for the right people get it. And Barry. Uh, well, since uh, Dr. Forrester has won, I- I'm going to vote for the right people get it. And for the reason of uh, something that happened to me within the past year, I was wearing my uh, Tom Servo shirt. It's like, uh, nobody gets me, baby, I'm the wind. And I was in line at Walmart. And there was a guy in front of me who looked like he uh, lost the final callback to the kid that played the banjo on the porch in Deliverance. And he said, what's that shirt? And so I proceeded to give him the 30-second summary of it. And he said, that don't sound funny to me. So I said, good, good. Life is right. So, but, so I'm going to vote for uh, the right people. A vote for exclusivity and the right people getting it. <laughs> but Dr. Forrester is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is Tom Servo's underwear collection versus Crow. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not going to vote against uh, who I consider the heavyweight in this fight. And Crow uh, is kind of my, uh, my, uh, to mix metaphors, Crow's my uh, horse in this race. So, Crow. Uh, vote for Crow, Christy. Um, Crow's not my favorite, but I'm upset that the Tom Servo's underwear collection beat Laser Blast, so I'm going to vote for Crow. Ah, Spite, we know ye well. Uh, vote for Crow. I've already said that Crow is my favorite of the robots, but because he's fucking crazy, the shit he was doing on that show was insane. And it was always like Mike or Joel coming in and going, what are you doing? That could kill me. Not all of us because they're just robots. Robots can survive. They, oh, oh, sorry, Joel. Or sorry, Mike. I was just trying this. Uh, yeah, I, I love Crow. So I'm going to be voting for Crow. Barry? Yes. Much as I love my box of draws, I'm going to vote for Crow. More <laughs> Crow love. Joe, is it a clean sweep? 
It is a clean sweep. Uh, I, I love the underwear collection, but how can I put one random gag over one of the most popular characters? And Crow is moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Christy, this one is yours. It is Rift Tracks versus the Invention Exchange. This is super easy for me. The Invention Exchange. Um, one of my favorite things that they ever invented was the Pork Arena. Do you remember this episode? It's like Hillbilly Incidental Music. It's a giant stuffed pig, and it goes... Invention Exchange. Uh, vote for the Invention Exchange. And while Rift Tracks is an extension of what we all kind of wanted MST3K to be, which was, you know, it, it, this is fun watching old movies, but why can't they do, you know, some more current stuff? Because when, when, I, when I was watching it, I was a kid and didn't understand that you have to pay rights for that kind of shit, and newer movies are way more expensive than older movies. Uh, or, you know, halfway decent movies uh and i just didn't understand it but roof tracks is the continuation on it's the next generation uh and it's great but invention exchange is tons and tons of fun so i'm gonna vote for invention exchange barry i think i'm gonna vote for the invention exchange too because it just would have been wonderful to have been in the writer's room when they were throwing around just what absolute screwed up ideas they would have for the invention exchange and to hear some of the ones that didn't make the cut. Yeah, that actually would have been nice. Uh, Joe? I'm going with the invention exchange. Uh, you know, like you said, it is part of MST3K proper and not a uh, spinoff or extension of the show. So that gets my vote. And again, it's a staple of the early Joel years, which is in my mind, the best episodes. Uh, vote for Invention Exchange. And Jason, is it a clean sweep? Uh, no. Uh, for no other reason than I, I really don't believe uh, there should be a lot of clean sweeps uh, in the later rounds. So, Rift Tracks. Just being a contrarian. Uh, vote for Rift Tracks, but Invention Exchange is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. The hardest fight probably for me right now. It is Manos Hands of Fate versus Mike. Uh, and I love, love Manos Hands of Fate. And it's it's a horror it's horrible. I've watched it probably five to ten times. And not with other people. Like just watching it, just going, Wow, I can't believe this is so bad. It's actually what has gotten me to appreciate movies like uh what is it, the Oh, God damn it. It's the Reign of the King. God damn it. Dragon Siege Tale. Something King. Ah, I can't remember. It, it, just watching horrible movies. I love watching horrible movies now because of things like Manos, Hands of Fate. Uh, Mike is cool, but I'm going to vote for the worst episode, best episode, Manos, Hands of Fate. Barry? Manos is, is just so absolutely off the wall i think maybe the only equivalent i don't know if if any of you guys ever saw but one of john waters films paint flamingos is is in that category of just so absolutely bizarre it, it really just blows your mind but i i think mike at a time when joel left and and the show really could have gone downhill 
Um, I think Mike picked it up and took it in a new direction and gave us several more years of Mystery Science Theater, which made me happy. So I'm going to vote for Mike. Uh, vote for Mike. Joe. I have to go with Mike. Uh, Menos is one of the best episodes of the show, but, uh, you know, Mike is a main character. He's there week after week from a certain point on. And, uh, yeah, he, he's got to get my vote. Another vote for Mike. Jason. Uh, one episode versus five years worth of episodes. I've, I've had so much fun watching all, all these great episodes with Mike in them. And of course, Joel with the ones with Joel too. Uh, but you know, one versus many. So I'm going to go for it with Mike. Uh, vote for Mike and Christy. Um, something that I don't think any of us have mentioned was that Mike was the head writer the entire time uh, that MST3K was in existence. And he was also always the best guest, like Torgo. So I think we have to give it to Mike because he was even the best thing about the Manos Hands of Fate episode. Another vote for Mike. And Mike is moving on. I love Torgo. 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 He's, I can walk like Torgo, too. It's so much fun. But Mike is moving on. And uh, we're on to our next fight. Barry, this one is uh, yours. It's difficult. It is Red Zone Cuba versus Let's Have a Patrick Swayze Christmas. Again, it is a hard one. Red Zone Cuba being one of those really, really good ones. And I just love uh, the fact that somebody tried to make, make it into a musical. I just, I just think that's just a gas. But Patrick Swayze Christmas, not only for that song, but I think for its representation of all the other wonderful songs in Mystery Science Theater, the, the Wild Iris Ireland song and the Side Hacker song and, and all the other ones that, that, that really spent some time writing and, and getting the music for to, to entertain us with this silly stuff. So I'm going to vote for Patrick Swayze Christmas. Let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas gets to vote. Uh, Joe. At the end of Patrick Swayze Christmas, Crow says, how long till it becomes a standard? And in my house, it is. Uh, every Christmas, I listen to that. That gets my vote. Another vote for Patrick Swayze Christmas. Uh, Jason. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna vote for Red Zone Cuba. Uh, Patrick Swayze is, is, you know, representative of a lot of the music, but there's, there's, there's uh, that perky, upbeat song at the end of uh, Red Zone Cuba. So, and Mike thinking he's Carol Channing, which was, uh, I, I always loved when Mike had some sort of identity crisis. A vote for Red Zone Cuba. Christy. Um, I also think that Let's Have a Patrick Swayze Christmas represents a lot, a lot of what MST3K meant to people who made it. It's, it's jokey. It's, it's topical. Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse is topical. Um, and, and I think that speaks more to the span of the whole show than a really, really awful, awful, awful movie, Red Zone Cuba. So I'm going to vote for Patrick Swayze Christmas. Another vote for Patrick Swayze Christmas. And uh, 
you know, I, I'm gonna, I, uh, I'm gonna, uh, can I make it a physical fight? I really can't make that one a physical fight. So I will use the other Mike Ortiz pay, uh, trademarked, uh, uh, what do you call that, uh, voting logic, which is I'd like to have that be the exit music for the episode. So let's see, let's hope it wins. So I'll vote for let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas. And Patrick Swayze Christmas is moving on. And we're on to our next fight. Joe, this one is yours. It is Joel versus the Satellite of Love. Hmm, I'm going with Joel. He is uh, hes my favorite character. And uh, even though he'd be dead were it not for the Satellite, I'm, I'm voting for him. Uh, vote for Joel. Jason. It's really rough. Uh, I mean, Joel... Yeah, you know, Joel kind of almost you could in a roundabout way beat the satellite love in a physical fight because he took it apart to make the robot. So I'll vote for Joel. Another vote for Joel, Christy. I'm also voting for Joel. I love Joel. He was first. He's what I think of when I think of MSCCK. Joel. Another vote for Joel. Um, 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 will I give a little love to Jared's pick? No, I can't really. Joel is MST3K for lots of people, including myself, even though I like Mike just a little bit better. But I'll be voting for Joel. Very. Uh, I'm going to go with the logic about that really shouldn't be a clean sweep on this show so well, would it have been a clean sweep i lost track it would have okay i'm so i'm gonna vote for the satellite of love huh, just a weird spike pity vote but <laughs> joel is moving this on category and we are on to our next fight it's for a spot in the final four it is watch out for snakes versus tom servo and jason that one is yours Oh, um, starting to see the way the the tournament is starting to break down, and uh, it's it's starting to look like what we're really enjoying most is the uh, main characters, and Tom is, you know, not the straight man, but he kind of has to be portrayed as. Uh, the smarter of the two of the uh, two robots uh, between him and Crow, so I'll go with I'll go with Tom Servo. Uh, vote for Tom Servo, Christy. Um, Tom sort of stuck up, and so am I. So I'm voting for Tom. Another vote for Tom Servo. Um, yeah, I, lo- I I like Tom, but Crow is my favorite robot. So this is not a vote. Uh, this is a vote for Watch Out for Snakes, the inside jokishness of it, but it is also a strategic vote, uh, hopefully against Crow, uh, for Crow in the next round. That's all I'm doing. I'm trying to set it up so Crow can win in the next <laughs> round. But I'm watching, voting for Watch Out for Snakes. Uh, Barry? Uh, as much as I like the inside jokes of it, uh, I really like Tom. I, I love... Uh, the songs, like I said, are one of my favorite parts of Mr. Science Theater. And and Tom Servo, Kevin Murphy's got just a wonderful voice. 
and and I really enjoy it when he does those songs. Plus, just all of his other characters and and all of his other characterizations. Uh, I'm going to vote for Tom. Uh, another vote for Tom Servo and Joe. Uh, it is another one for Tom. Um, one of the main characters, you know. It's uh, it and and possibly the most popular. He gets my vote. A uh, vote for Tom Servo. Yeah, Tom Servo into the final four. Yeah, that that logic has been working really great for you guys until this fight here. It is Doctor Forrester versus Crow T Robot. Christy, this fight is yours. All right, you're not gonna like this, Damon, but. <laughs> Um, a vote for Crow is like a vote for Forrester because he was voiced by the same person for a lot, like half half the time the show was on the air. Um, I, I I like Bill Corbett as Crow also, but Doctor Forrester, he's the villain when I think of the show, and I'm voting for Doctor Forrester. A uh, vote for Doctor Forrester. Well, let's see. Hmm, how can I do this? A vote for Dr. Forrester is a vote for, um, 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 cancer. There we go. <laughs> if you like cancer, you, you should vote for Dr. Forrester. If you don't like cancer, you should vote for Crow T. Robot. And I don't like cancer, so I'm voting for Crow Robot. Uh, Barry. I'm... Dr. Forrester's one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite uh, characters, but keeping with the long standing uh, television and movie tradition of evil twins, I'm going to vote for Crow and his evil twin, Timmy. <laughs> a vote for Crow and a vote against cancer. Uh, Joe. I am a voting for Crow. Uh, I like Dr. Forrester a lot, but uh, Crow was there from start to finish. Dr. Forrester was not Crow. Another vote for Crow and Jason. Uh, I once saw a picture of a girl with a tramp stamp of the, of the uh, theater silhouette. And do you know who's not in the theater silhouette? That would be Dr. Forrester. <laughs> Uh, Crow T Robot for the win. And Crow takes the win. Did, and now, let me ask real quick did my cancer logic actually sway people, or were you guys actually going to vote for Crow anyway? <laughs> yeah, I was already voting for Crow. Okay, okay. But I said yeah, in the last round, he's my horse in this race. Okay, okay. Crow is into the final four. Uh, I'm just glad my cancer logic didn't actually work. <laughs> we are on to our next fight. It is Invention Exchange versus Mike. It comes to me. Um, we could have Mike versus Joel in the final four. So how could I vote against Mike in this round? Ah, I like Mike a lot. He's my favorite, too. So I'm going to go with Mike. Uh, it's odd. I'm sure Mike is perking up going, they're saying my name. Mike? Mike? I hear Mike. Mike? Uh, Barry? I, I think I want to see this play out to its logical conclusion. We've got Tom versus Crow on one side and Mike uh, should be in the final four on the other. So I'm going to vote for Mike. Another vote for Mike. Joe. I'm also going to vote for Mike. 
more Mike Love. Jason? Mike? Christy? Yeah, I'm just going to say Mike and save it for the next round. Mike and saving it for the next round. Mike is into the next round, into the final four with a clean sweep. And we're on to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. It's a let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas versus Joel. I almost said your name there because I was just reading. <laughs> um, as much as I love Patrick Swayze and the songs, again, I don't think I could vote against this idea of the main characters being in the final four. Uh, not a vote against Patrick Swayze because he could come back from the grave and kick my ass. But uh, so I'm going to vote for Joel. Uh, vote for Joel. Uh, Joe. I was in a bathroom once and I saw a uh, little bit of graffiti on the wall that said, nobody put Swayze in the coffin. <laughs> and I think that's true. He'll live on in our hearts, so we can eliminate him here and go with Joel. <laughs> uh, vote for Joel, Jason. Uh, I, I don't have, I don't, I don't have a response to that, so I'm going to vote for Joel. <laughs> More Joel love, Christy. Yeah, I think we're going to have to go with the creator of the show for this one, Joel. A vote for Joel, and uh, a, a vote for Joel is a vote for cancer, because Patrick Swayze died of cancer, and if you love Patrick Swayze as much as I do, you should be voting for Let's Have a Patrick Swayze Cancer Christmas here. Uh, so I will be voting for Let's Have a Patrick Swayze Christmas, but only because it was a, a vote against Joel in the next round. And Joel is moving on into the final four. We've got our final four. It is Tom Servo versus Crow. And Mike versus Joel. Uh, Joe, this first fight is yours. It is Tom Servo versus Crow T. Robot. Wow. Uh, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with Tom Servo. Why? He's got an underwear collection. Uh, vote for Tom Servo. Jason. Uh, this, this is... Uh... This is probably going to be the hardest fight for me. Uh, I I love both uh, both Tom and Crow a lot, but uh, I think more of my favorite moments came from Crow. Uh, he tried to tunnel out of the satellite of love uh, through space to get back to Earth. Uh, he accidentally caused Mike to turn into a were crow. Uh, he, <laughs> he he mutated. Uh, he he also would just come out. It would just so much insanity just flowed out of Crow's mouth that I, I've got to go with Crow. Another vote for Crow, Christy. Well, uh, I think I voted for Tom in every single round we've had, but um, the mention of the Wear Crow um, sold me on Crow. Because that was a really great moment. Um, so I'm going to flip and say Crow. Uh, another vote for Crow. And I thought it was, uh, well, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, another vote for Crow. I, I love Crow. I actually marked you down for Tom Servo. But uh, <laughs> but I, 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 too, will be voting for Crow. T, Robot, and Barry. 
So, Damon, I need to send you a, a, a six-pack of your favorite beverage for doing that and keeping me from being the deciding vote for being two for two. And I'm going to vote for Crow, too, because one of his catchphrases is one of the phrases that I say a lot to myself, being the crazy, insane person that I am, when he does uh, the thing from Sea Hunt where he goes, by this time, my lungs were aching for air. So I'm going to vote for Crow. And Crow T. Robot is in the finals. Who will he face? I don't know. Jason, this one is yours. It is Mike versus Joel, the guy who beat up cancer-written Patrick Swayze. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Uh, this is tougher than I thought it would be. Like I said, I, I'm more of a Mike guy than a Joel guy. And, you know, of course, you can go with the uh, Formby. What was, what was it? Formby? Oh, never mind. Uh, 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 Jared's. Uh, least favorite logic and just say without Joel creating the show there, you know, Mike wouldn't have been on the show, but uh, I, I really do think that uh, personal preference should uh, went out for me. So I'm going to vote for Mike. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm more Mike guy than Joel at the end of the day. Uh, vote for Mike Christie. This is really, really hard. I'm one of those people who, well, I think a lot of people, they, they, they say they have a favorite, but then they're like, oh, I really like Mike. And then they see another Joel episode, and they're like, oh, but, you know, Joel's really good, too. They're just different. Um, without Joel, we wouldn't have the show. Mike was the head writer. So the Mike episodes are a lot more together. They're a lot more cohesive. Um, I feel like a lot of the Mike episodes are more enjoyable. But the Joel stuff has invention exchange and all my favorite parts like that. All the skits are my favorite. But I think that without Mike, there wouldn't be a super cohesive show. Because like I said, he was, he was one of the main writers. I think Joel got a little apathetic after a while. Not that he didn't love doing the show, but... I think without Mike, it wouldn't have continued to be successful. So, Mike. Another vote for Mike. Wow. Lots of Mike love. And I like Mike a lot, too. Um, but I, I'm going to vote. I, I'm not even going to vote. I watched more Joel episodes than I watched Mike episodes. Just plain and simple. And not... not you know, that Mike didn't write them and didn't have a part in most of them. I, I'm just saying Joel was the guy I was listening to and laughing at. And I, it does, it, does he do Cinematic Titanic or does he not do any of it at all? I don't remember if he's a part of that. Does anybody he does, know? He does Cinematic Titanic. Okay, he's Cinematic Titanic. I know Mike is Riff Tracks. And, and there's, there's, there is an actual divide between them, I think, because I don't think they cross camps. I don't know what happened, uh, but... Joel did beat up a cancer-ridden Patrick Swayze, so I'm going to have to vote for him. Plus, without his his panache on the show, I don't think I would have been intrigued, you know, 20 years ago when it was on. So I'm going to go with Joel. Uh, Barry? I think that it's interesting, um, at least for me, 
looking at the relationship between Joel and the robot since he created them, I guess. And he was in the in the show. He was more like the the, the father, the the strict wise father to them. And Mike was more of, along the part of being an equal with them, engaging in all of their shenanigans, whereas Joel would have would have and did put a stop to it. Um, plus, I like the theory that that uh, Christy saying Mike being the head writer there, and the fact that Mike, I think also like I mentioned before took the show after Joel left and, and I think made it better, uh, took it more places, uh, and kept up his writing duties. Uh, so I'm going to vote for Mike. Uh, vote for Mike and Joe. I'm voting Joel. Uh, not only did he create the show, uh, he was the, you know, first, he was there first, but yeah, as somebody pointed out earlier, in the show here, he was very dry, and I liked that dry humor. I'm uh, I'm also a big Norm Macdonald and Bob Newhart fan, so I'm a fan of dry. So, nothing against Mike, just like Joel Better. A vote for Joel, but Mike is into the finals. That's actually surprising to me. We've got Crow T Robot versus Mike in a battle royale, winner take all. Best, best man win. Sorry. I don't know why I did that. But Crow versus Mike. It's the final fight. Christy, this one is yours. Um, it, you know, I could say a lot of things, but it, when it comes down to it, this is not hard at all for me. And voting for Mike. Uh, vote for Mike. And, you know, I agree wholeheartedly with you. It, 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 it's not a hard fight for me at all. It's gotta be Crow T. Robot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Crow way more than I think I will ever love Mike. I, I just love the crazy non sequiturs he would shout every now and again. Uh, so I've got to go with Crow. Barry. I'm going to vote for Crow too because he gave me more uh, beer coming out the nose, belly laughs, almost have a heart attack and some of the stuff that he pulled off. So for the sheer entertainment value of the whole entertainment that Mystery Science Theater is, I'm going to vote for Crow. Another vote for Crow. Joe. That's another for Crow. Not only, he's got, he's got a few things going for him that Mike doesn't have. He's funnier, he's a robot, and he's a puppet. And those things all make him superior. A hand up his ass makes him superior. A vote for Crow and Jason. I know I said Crow was my horse in this race, but I, while you guys were voting, I, I was kind of mulling it over. And he may not have intended to kill Mike, but Crow did try to lead to Mike's death on several occasions. And Mike did outfox him at every turn because, well, Mike's still alive. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw, uh, I believe, a pity vote to Mike. It, it's for nothing, isn't it? No, it's not. No, it, no, okay. I totally voted for Mike, Good. and I didn't say Good. anything, and now I wish I would have. Yeah. You uh, can. Uh, you can. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to vote for Mike. A vote for Mike. Christy, did you want to try and sway someone's vote? Try to, try to please. Okay. Um, let me think. I thought I could say. Okay. 
whenever I see Mike's face, he has this goofy, goofy grin in every character that he plays. He, like, I think I said this before, he's my favorite guest. Like, he, when he came up, he played Gamera. You guys remember the, the first Gamera they did? And he was, he, he, uh, was flying by in his turtle shell and he came out of the view screen and he's just like, he's just Mike wearing a green shirt turtleneck and a wife beater on top and he's like doing his laundry like that's the stuff that I love the most about mystery science theater and well I I think Crow's funny and I I really do like him I know that I kind of gave him a hard time throughout most of the show I just every time you see Mike and everything that he does it just well I, I guess the image of Crow is iconic too but I feel like Mike more because he he had more a more of a part to play. I guess still a I vote for Mike. It's still a vote for Mike. Is anybody switching their votes? Anyone? Healer? Okay. No one is switching. If their vote. I had a vote, I'd vote for Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I, I, I'm I'm sure you would vote for Mike because you guys kind of share the same name. <laughs> but. Crow T-Robot is the best of MST3K. Crow. I was not expecting it to be Crow. Uh, Thanks for listening. Check out our friends, BacklightD.com, DVDGeese.tv, Subspace Communique, and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Also, check out Zarban.com. They do... They, they have the Soulless Minis of Orthodoxy, Into the Batcave, and many other fan-made commentaries, all of which are made today, this day because of MST3K. Uh, so, yeah, because of that, you've got hundreds, thousands of fan-made commentaries. Uh, special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with Chris Mitchell on the Geek Fight Tumblr. And, of course, Jared Formby for the pimped-out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anyone have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Christy? Um, they have on streaming the film crew, which has Kevin Murphy and I, I, I know Mike, who didn't win. So if you want to throw him some love, go check out some episodes of Film Crew on Hulu. Uh, film Crew on Hulu. Uh, Barry? If um, any of any of the folks within my voice happen to be within driving or maybe reasonable flying distance of Lake Charles, Louisiana, on June the 29th through July the 1st, there is a wonderful fan-run convention called BayouCon.net. It's going to have uh, Robert O'Reilly, who is Galron from Star Trek. It's going to have J.G. Hertzler, who is Martok. And Larry Nemechek, who is just, a, if anybody's met him or talked to him, he's just a wonderful, wonderful Star Trek guy. There's going to be comic books galore and nerds dressed up in costumes, uh, cute girls, handsome guys. So join us for a weekend of fun if you can. All right. BayouCon.net, right? That's it. See, we're going to have to put that in the show notes, Mike, if we actually do that. Um, Joe. Well, uh, I do a show with my uh, with my good friend Dave Perillo and my uh, good friend James Clark uh, called Megapodzilla. Uh, Jared has been on a couple times, Mister Formby, and uh, it, we you know talk about yeah uh, you know any nerdy weird thing that kind of appeals to us really, and uh, 
You can find us at megapodzilla.com, megapodzilla.net, in the iTunes store. And uh, also, you're, you're the second to hear about this, Geek Fights listeners, because it's only been mentioned once before. Uh, we are launching a second podcast in the coming month. Uh, if you've heard of a podcast called The Gamma Quadrant, which reviews episodes of Deep Space Nine, we are completely ripping off their format and applying it to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So uh, it's going to be called Rogue Demon Hunters, and it doesn't exist yet, so don't look for it yet, but it'll probably exist in April. Well, uh, luckily, this, this episode won't be airing until the second week of April, so there's a very good possibility you could find that on iTunes look, right now. Look for us now in the <laughs> iTunes store. And, and Jason, do you have anything for us this week? Uh, no, no, I don't have anything to plug. Uh, I'm good. Nothing from Jason. Mike, is this the week that you no longer mention Zod Complex? Yeah, actually, uh, this this week I was going to go right into You Can Find Me on the Week in Geek Video Show on YouTube, where we preview the new comics uh, every week. Uh, you, you can find us at geekfights.net, where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, and more. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network, or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter. Can you tell we're reading that? Um, <laughs> this week is C2E2. Uh, we are in Chicago. Well, we will be on Thursday. So three days from now, if you're listening to this when it comes out. Uh, if you are in Chicago, you can tweet at me at Damon S 23 or at geekfights. Just tweet at me. And I'll, I'll come over and say, hey, and then say, hey, come on, hang out with me, Alan. I don't know who else is going. We're going to be know. recording uh, in uh, in a room in the, in the lobby, I don't know where, from the show, all over the place. We're going to record. Uh, is it going to be Heroes versus Villains on the, on the show floor? Because we haven't come up with anything else. Yeah, we'll do Heroes versus Villains on the show floor. And, and uh, best what is it? female superhero. Yep, the, the drunk show. I, I want to do. I want to do it drunk again. I say we do it from the lobby and just hope we don't get kicked out. Okay, that sounds like fun. Uh, if that's all, what, that's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's all really it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming fights are shit. Did we just say it? What? Didn't we just? Well, say no, it? we didn't because there's one after this that I don't remember what it is right now, and I actually have to walk over. And see, you could be talking more about C2E2 while I walked well, in. I could be. Cause, uh, but, you know, we've been talking about it uh, continuously, and there's a promo at the middle of the show for it. And uh, AJ came out last time uh, and, and met us and hung out with us, and he had a blast. And uh, Oh, wait, I was wrong. Brian might be there. We're not sure. Tess might be there. No, no, I was wrong. Uh, C2E2 has already happened, and we had a fabulous we time. We had a great time got, with C2E2. Yeah, I got arrested. Um Next week, you know, I, I actually thought I was like, I thought this comes out the day after C2E2. Yeah, it does. It comes out the day after C2E2, and I got arrested. Uh, and next week's episode is the C2E2 episode where you'll be able to listen to us drunkenly talk. There, there might be a bonus episode in between that. And I already forgot what the, the oh, wait, no, I remember. Isn't it the sidekick one? It is episode 99, best sidekick two, The Wrath of Juan. I like calling it the Wrath of Juan, even though Juan's not going to be on the episode. Yeah, and he's really not a wrathful guy. <laughs> he is not. He is so mellow. But uh, thanks again for listening. Until next time. 
Uh, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. I love that movie. I had a but bad we, experience with Happy Gilmore. I, well, I would I would tell my bad experience, but it might make people cry. Oh, mine's not really a bad bad experience. It's just a kind of bad experience that makes a movie not pleasant. Is I was working in a movie theater when that happened, and uh, and the film like broke at the end, and we went up to the projection booth, and it had like really seriously fucked up. And it was pouring off the uh, the big platter, so basically we were stuck trying to reassemble this thing for quite a long time. At a midnight show or an employee screening that sh- that started like at midnight, so it's like one o'clock in the morning. And we're trying to just put this film back together and put it up on this fucking reel. So I've hated the movie just because it was such a horrible experience. Uh, it was the movie that made my family laugh after my uncle died. That's good. <laughs> it's true. Oh, and on oh, that, oh, I start. I get it. I'm sorry. Okay, pick it up. Right. <clears throat> Open up your heart and let the Patrick Swayze Christmas in. We'll gather at the roadhouse with our next of kin. And Santa can be our regular Saturday night thing. We'll decorate a bar stool and gather round and sing. Oh, let's have a Patrick's Wazy Christmas this year. Or we'll tear your throat out and kick oh. you in the ear. Hold it, hold it a second. Can't stop it. Uh, crawl. I don't know if I think this is an appropriate sentiment anymore for Christmas. Hey, what? Like a good action sequence don't belong at Christmas? Well, no, it's just that I've never heard of an action sequence in a Christmas carol before. Yeah. Well, then grab hold of your socks and read on, Joe Robinson. Okay, okay. pick it up from measure 20, Kimba. <clears throat> Lovely intro, though. Very tasteful. Thank you. I like that. It's my way or the highway this Christmas at my bar. I'll have to smash your kneecaps if you bastards touch my car. I got the word that Santa has been stealing from the till. I think that that right jolly old elf better make out his will. Oh, let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas one and all. And this can be the haziest. This can be the laziest
yes. This can be the Swayze-yest Christmas of them all. La, 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 la. How long before it becomes a standard? I think you got to come with me. Come on. Ah! We'll be right back. Save a leg for me. <laughs> Is it my too happy?